Hello and welcome to All About Smartphones and today it's about even more. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta and I'm Julian Vargas. And today we're going to talk about something that is a little different than the smartphones but it does involve your smartphone because your smartphone is a way that you could contact Uber. Now Uber has really become one of the most popular sources of transportation not only for people who have low vision but just a general community. And everybody that I know, even people who have cars and driver's licenses, everybody is using it, and I have not yet heard a single person tell me that they didn't like it. So what has been your experience with Uber, Julian? Uber has made quite a big difference in my life. In fact, if you're familiar with Mike May, I like how he put it. He put it something to the effect it's really one of the best things that has happened to blind people in a long time because what it does is it gives us independence it's the closest thing we have to being able to drive ourselves somewhere because now we don't have to necessarily rely on a family member or a friend to give us a ride or have to wait an hour for that bus to show up or uh, if we didn't book access the night before or now we're stuck and can't go somewhere it really puts us i believe on par with the rest of the world especially here in L.A., who just gets in their car and goes someplace when they want to go. So I, I can't say enough things about it. It it, uh, it has tremendously enhanced my life. It has made getting around a lot easier. And how would you compare it to the taxi? Because I know that a lot of folks would take taxis, but now they're, they're not using taxis as often. They're calling Uber. Let's see. I would compare it maybe like uh, a horse-drawn chariot to... Uh, to a limo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, wow. Uh, I mean, taxis are, are wonderful things, and I, I did use them a lot before. But the problem with taxis is they're um, they're kind of stuck in the old world. And I think, uh, like what has happened in the world of music and, and movies and everything else, uh, the old world is trying hard and desperately to cling on to the their familiar business model. And when something like Uber comes around and, and turns it all upside down, uh, they have a hard time coping with it. But I'm hoping that eventually the taxi industry is going to wake up and s- realize that you can't put the genie back in the bottle despite your attempts to have it legislated away. Uber is something that's here, and it's here to stay. And whether it's Uber, whether it's Lyft or Sidecar or any of these other companies, whichever one... Uh, ends up prevailing in the long run. It's a concept that's here. And the reason why it's so popular is because it's so much more flexible. For example, I'll, I'll give you uh, I'll give you an example. If I want a cab to go somewhere, I would have to pick up a phone, I'd have to call the cab company, po- probably be placed on hold for five minutes, depending on the time of day or what the weather is like, then get somebody on the phone, tell them where I am, give them the address, um give them my phone number, and then they're going to tell me uh, something like, uh, you'll have a car there in 5 to 15 minutes. And you hang up the phone, and you wait, because they're supposed to call you when the cab arrives, although that doesn't uh, work half the time. So you wait patiently, 15 minutes goes by, (laughs) and you call the cab company back again, and again, you wait on hold for a while, probably get the same uh, grumpy person on the phone, and you tell them who you are, give them your address or your phone number. They look you up and ask them for the ETA. And they say, oh, they're still working on your order. Give them another five minutes. And then maybe you have to press them and say, well, what does that mean exactly? Is there a car assigned? 
Well, no, but but you're the next you're the next person that's going to be assigned when one comes available. So give us another five minutes. So you think, okay, you hang up the phone, you wait five minutes, nothing. You call back, and then you're told that same thing again. And at that point, the, in fact, this is what happened the last time I used the cab. Uh, this very thing. So when I made that third phone call, and they still didn't have anybody assigned to my call, I say, I said, disregard, cancel the order. I'm calling Uber. so i took out the uh the phone i launched uber i kid you not within three minutes i was in a vehicle wow that's so amazing (laughs) so it just it it, you know the the way that uber works by contrast and maybe you'll understand why i made the uh the drastic comparison about the the horse-drawn carriage to the limo uh you you open the app and there are several types of services offered by uber um the, if you you know the the cheapest thing they have, it's something that became recently available in some of the bigger cities. It's called Uber Pool. Now Uber Pool works a little bit similar to how Access and Paratransit works in that uh, you're carpooling. So if there's a route going by your house, they could put you on that route and and take you there. Now I'll I'll point out that as much as I've been using Uber Pool lately, I've only shared a ride so far only with one other person and they were obviously not the first to be picked up or dropped off because they picked me up and dropped me off then they, the other person was still in the vehicle. But you never can tell. But the nice thing about Uber Pool is that it's the cheapest service that they offer and it's also a fixed price. So unlike all the other services that I'm going to talk about, this one when you select your starting point, and with Uber Pool, you have to tell it what your destination is. Um, it'll tell you. It'll confirm it and say X amount, you know, $3.60 or $5.70, whatever it is. And that's the price you pay, regardless of whether they take you straight there or pick up somebody along the way as well. You pay that price that's agreed on. So... That works really nice, and if you're not in such a hurry where you, you're not going to maybe jeopardize being a little late and you want to save some money, that's the way to go. Now, if you don't want to have the possibility of sharing with another person, but you still want a cheap price, the next level up from that is called UberX. And UberX uh, works a little bit more like a cab in terms that it's it's on a meter. So you can tell it where you're starting and you have the option to tell it your destination or to not. It's up to you because maybe you might want to run a few errands. So you don't, you're not going to have one destination. So, But if you choose a destination, you can actually request an estimate of the fare. And it'll tell you, you know, 7 to $10. And then it'll give you the disclaimer that fares can vary due to traffic and time and such like that. So it means that uh, it could be between that 7 and $10. It could even be a little bit more depending on if traffic is a little heavier than, than what they would think. But it's still considerably cheaper than what a taxi would charge for that same trip. So, uh, And then above that, you've got things like uh, Uber XL, which is a larger vehicle. So maybe if you did a little shopping at Costco and you don't, <laughs> you know, because Uber X most of the time is like a little Prius or a Toyota or a Honda kind of thing. So it's not a big vehicle. Uh, with Uber XL, they have it where you get a larger vehicle. Maybe you can fit more people in with you. Um, there's also an Uber SUV, which I guess for sure will be an SUV. They've got something called Uber Black, 
So it's like a town car, you know, uh, type of service. So yeah. if you're going out on a classy date, for example, and you want to go pick up your lady there in style, you would choose Uber Black. And yeah, it's it's more expensive than the other ones mentioned, but hey, you're going in, in style. And again, this is what I why what I really like about this is that now, as a blind person, you have the option to do things like this. You can actually go and pick up your date. As opposed to saying, well, I'll just meet you there because, you know, maybe you don't want to show up to your date's house on paratransit or, uh, right. You know, or, or you're going to take the bus to get somewhere. You know, this is now you can actually go and pick her up, take her out to dinner, take her home, drop her off at her house, which is, you know, something that, um, I used to always feel left out about. You know, I always felt like it's, it's not fair that I can't always take my date home. It's not always the most convenient thing because of transit issues. Well, now with this kind of service, you can do stuff like that. And it's just one more thing that, that, that lessens that gap between us and the rest of the world. Now, now, Julian, when you do activate your Uber on your cell phone, at that particular time that you're going to make that appointment or to have someone pick you up, do you designate at that time that you want to do it with Uber Pool versus Uber Black? Do you designate at that time, or is it when you sign up the initial time for Uber, do you have to designate that? No, you can change it anytime you want. When you first launch the app, on the main screen, it shows you where you are, and I believe that it's showing you visually on a map as well where you are. And you can tap on a button that takes you to the screen where you tell it where you want to start. Because let's face it, sometimes the GPS in these phones may place you somewhere where you're really not. So you might want to fine-tune that information to help the driver to find you easier. So uh, from that main startup screen, there's that button to take you into that. But also along the bottom is where you have all the different tabs for the type of Uber service. So you select the one that you're going to want to book with. Okay. Uh-huh. And I should also mention, because one thing I forgot to mention when we are talking about all the types of services, they just recently added one called Uber Access. And what this is, is uh, people who might have access to a van or a vehicle that can transport wheelchairs. So if you're a, oh. a wheelchair user, you can select access. Now, I'll tell you that right now there's not a lot of service available. Whenever I've, cho- I've chosen it just to see what's available, and a lot of times I see no vehicles available. But it just goes to show that Uber is thinking along those lines. So they've already added this category so that if you're somebody who has to travel with a wheelchair or large type of mobility equipment that you can actually select this type of service that's great and if there was a situation that you were with your entire family there's four of you and you wanted them to take the whole family with uber do they charge you a higher fee if they're taking you four in your family versus just one of you um the only time that that matters the most is with uber pool with uber pool you're only allowed a maximum of up to two people because the idea is that uh, if they want to pick up somebody else, they have to have room for them. So on that one, you can have one or two people. And I believe I, I've seen this sort of come and go, so I think they're tweaking it. But a couple of times when I'm requesting Uber Pool, it'll ask me, how many seats do you need? Okay. And I can choose that, but the maximum is two. Now with Uber X, um it all depends on the size of the vehicle that you get. But if I'm going to be traveling with a larger group of people, more than four at least, 
I'm probably not going to select UberX because I'm, I know from my experience that most of the time UberX are smaller vehicles. So if I want to for sure know that I'm going to be able to go with my group of five or more, that's when I start looking at the other services. And by the way, one nice thing about Uber too is that uh, if several people in your party have Uber, you can split the fare through the app. Oh, okay. So you can do a fare split, which makes it far more economical. So let's say you have a group of you that wants to travel a little further one day. So what you do is you get together at a central location and you order a bigger Uber vehicle, and then you can do a fare split amongst yourselves. And now each individual pays only a fraction of that entire fare. Wow, that's really, really good. Now, I know that Uber is nationwide, and it really consists of private individuals who sign up with Uber to become a driver, and they, they actually must have a particular type of car. But one of the questions a lot of people have asked is, how do I know that this driver is safe? How do I know that this is not a a, a, a rapist or a murderer? Um, what have you found in your experience with the drivers themselves? Oh, man. You, made, you started making me think of Alice's Restaurant when he's talking about the, <laughs> being in jail with the father rapers and all these other people. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, this is a controversial area. And, in fact, there's been stuff on the news of late about this, about the background checks that they're using. They're using a different style of background checks than what the cab companies are using. And I think at the end of the day, what you have to remember is that these are human beings that you're dealing with. So whether it be a taxi driver, whether it be a paratransit driver, whether it be a bus driver, you just never know. But you can't live your life, obviously, worrying that every person you meet is is an evil person that's going to uh, hurt you. I think you have to use some common sense overall. And I believe that Uber is doing a pretty good job at, at uh, selecting people. I know for a fact one of the things I like about them is that if you give them a bad report on a driver, uh, because you can actually rate the driver, and we can talk about that a little bit later, um, but I've, I, I haven't had very many bad experiences, but the few that I've had were uh, some things happened that I felt weren't right. I reported it to Uber, and I kid you not, literally within minutes, I got responses from them they were very interested in hearing what i had to say they were very quick to to refund me the cost of the ride and do all these really nice things that i didn't even ask them for wow Mm -hmm. so i think uber knows that uh this is something that 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 they have to overcome especially the the taxi lobby and the government officials who who are trying to sort of put the genie in the bottle but can't there they will use stuff like this to scare people into thinking oh this is the problem with these kinds of services there was a story one time about a a person who took uber to the airport and it turned out the uber driver went back and and robbed his house when he was gone but you know what that could happen with a cab driver yeah yeah so you know what's like i said it's human beings you're dealing with and humans are not perfect and i think that uh, it would behoove uber to do you know? Look, if it turns out that what the taxi companies are doing for background checks makes more sense, then I think they'll do it eventually. They'll realize that they they know that this is what they have to do to be competitive. Now, one of the things that I have also heard is that when you do sign up for Uber, it takes a picture of you, and so the person who is driving for Uber. They know who you are. They they see your picture and they can see you standing in front and they know how to pick you up and things. 
And as a result, a lot of times, the drivers, they may say, you know, I really like Julian, and they really may become more frequently your driver. They can select who they want to pick up, and you could also select who you would like to be your driver. Is that correct? Mm, not necessarily. Um, mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, I've wondered about that picture thing as well, and I always thought, well, let me, let me have, take the picture. It'll help them find me. What I've actually heard is that the drivers don't see those pictures. Oh. So I'm not exactly sure why they have you do that, because they don't see it. Because my thought was, I'm going to have some a friend of mine take a picture of me with my white cane, so the driver could see that and automatically know, hey, he's blind, so I need to approach him. But it turns out that's not the case. Oh. Uh -huh. Also, you can't choose which driver you get. And I don't think that the, that the drivers can choose you either. It's, it, the system randomly matches you. Now, the one area that you have a little bit of control over, and this gets to the rating system that I alluded to earlier, when you take a ride with Uber, at the end of the trip, you're presented with a screen that gives you the details of your trip, how much it cost, reminds you who your driver was, and you have the option to rate that driver on a one to five uh, scale. Five star being the best, one star meaning horrible. Um, when you get connected with somebody, it'll show you the name of the driver, and I believe it actually shows you the... the uh, I'm not sure if it shows you their picture, but it shows you the picture of their vehicle and gives you their license plate number, and it tells you what their average rating is. Oh, okay. So if you see, for example, that a driver has a 4.9 rating, that's good. That driver has a good rating. If you see maybe they have a 4.01 or 4.2, then... Maybe you might wonder what kind of ride this is going to be. Although I will say this morning, even, I got a 4.3 driver, and he turned out to be just nice. So I'm not sure what people's problem was with were with him before. But it's all subjective. But anyway, so you rate the driver, and you also have the ability to leave a comment about the driver, which actually helps them even more. So if I get a really good driver that wasn't just great, but also was very helpful, is a good conversationalist and made the right pleasurable, I'll not only give them five stars, but I'll leave a comment that says something to the effect of, this driver was very friendly and courteous, made the ride a pleasant experience. I'm a blind person, and he was exceptionally helpful. He approached me when he arrived and made sure that I got into the door where I was going before he left. So this was very important to me. And those kinds of things will help him because not only did he get a five-star, but he got a positive comment from me. Now, what happens, Julian? Let's say that the person that is scheduled to pick you up and you see that the rating is a two, <clears throat> excuse me, and there's some negative comments. Do you have to have that person as your driver? Well, it doesn't show us the comments. Uh, so we as writers don't have access to that information. But um, I've never seen... A driver with a two. I, I don't think they let you get that low and stay on the service. Uh, it seems to me, really, they keep you within the... If you go below four, I have a feeling that you're out. So, um, you uh, you can choose... You can cancel the trip. I think within a certain amount of seconds after you made the trip, I don't know exactly how much, but you have a certain amount of time that you can cancel the trip if you don't like the rating. Or maybe you recognize his name and, and you remember that you had a bad experience with him. But generally speaking, from what I've heard, if you rate somebody below a three, they will not. the system won't match you with that person again. Now, how is it that you pay? Are you given the driver's cash or a credit card, or is there a system 
that Uber has that you don't have to exchange money. That's the other wonderful part about Uber. No more carrying cash with you. When you set up the app, you give it a billing source. You give it a credit card. Or from what I understand now, if you have a phone that has Touch ID and you can do Apple Pay, you can pay for your rides that way too, where you're authorized to purchase that way. Uh-huh. So there is no ca- no exchange of cash between the passengers and riders ever. And how would you compare the the cost with that of a of a taxi service? Is it comparable? A substantially lower. Lower. Uh, it's lower, huh? Yes, it's cheaper. I mean, that's part of how they. Are, that, that's part of why the taxi industry hates them, because they're not only lowering the offering low prices, but the service is better. The drivers tend to be easier to communicate with. The vehicles generally tend to be cleaner. Um, the company is far more responsive to problems that you have with drivers than taxi companies tend to be. So uh, that's part of why this is being fought so hard. People are really wanting to, to knock this down. They, you know, At this point, Uber's not allowed to pick up at the airport, but they're trying to get that done so that you can actually use them at the... Because you can take them to the airport, but you can't have them pick you up at the airport. Oh, okay. Wow, I think that, well, people will find solutions. They'll take a, a free shuttle to a hotel and have Uber pick them up at the hotel or something. Oh, yeah, I've thought of that as well, or, or use one of the... Uh, the free shuttle vans that take you to the car rental places or things like that. And then yeah. once you get to there, you can do your Uber. So where there's a will, there's a way. And again, like I said earlier, there's no putting this genie back in the bottle. It's out. And the reason why it is overwhelmingly popular is because not only because it's cheap, but it's convenient and it's just far more user-friendly and reliable because it's using it's using today's technology as opposed to trying to hang on to the older clunkier technology that just isn't as efficient you know it also puts a lot of people to work maybe a person only has about two hours available to work but during that two hours they can be a uber driver and help people by driving them oh absolutely i uh, one day was driven by a father and while his child is in school he's driving for uber and as soon as it's time to pick up his child from school he turns off the app and he goes and picks up his child goes home and uh spends time helps them with homework feeds them whatever they have to do and you know so in the middle of the day he can drive for uber and the afternoon uh, be available not only that but let's say there's a emergency that happens at school well he can shut off his uber app and go pick up his kid from school (laughs) and not have to uh, get permission from a boss or anything like that so a lot of drivers love it because they get to be their own boss and they can work as much or as little as they want. Another difference is that you're using your own vehicle. With a cab company, you're leasing a vehicle. So just to give you an idea how the how that how the system works, they get charged a certain amount per week to lease that vehicle. So the first few days of that week, all their money that they're making picking up fares is going to offset the cost of the lease. And then once every after that, everything they make is profit. Where with this, you know, he's driving his own vehicle, he or she, driving their own vehicle, and so they can drive as little or as, as much as they want. What they, what The money they make depends on how much time they're willing to put into it. That is great. That is great. You know, I see how it really works all around. Now, Julian, how does one sign up for this? Do you sign up for this on your smartphone? And what if a person doesn't have a smartphone? Can they still use Uber? Well, uh, from the smartphone, uh, 
Android as well as iOS, they, they each have an Uber app. You download the app, and you set up, you, you have the option to log in if you've already created a uh, user account with them, or you create a new one where you give them your information, uh, your first name, last name, phone number, things like that. And by the way, if with a cell phone number, they will send you a text to verify that it's who you are with a code that you do. So once you get that code, then I think you type it into the app, and now it verifies that that really is your phone number. So that nobody could sign you up without you having control over that. Oh, mm-hmm. So they verify you that way. And then you give them your billing information if you choose to provide it. And the neat thing is that um, you can get your first ride up to $20 for free. Uh, several ways to do that. Uh, the best way is that if you know somebody, a friend or relative who uses Uber, get their promo code. Or if you don't have somebody with a promo code, use mine. <laughs> uh, you'll give me a free ride and you get yourself a free ride. The promo code is Julian V and the number 10. So J-U-L-I-A-N, V like Victor, 10. You type that in while you're setting it up. Uh, for the. Uh, so it's important to do this. It has to be before you've taken the ride. If you take a fresh ride already, then this won't work. But when you're creating your profile, there's a thing where you could enter a promo code. You enter that, and you'll get a uh, your first ride for free up to $20. And I'll get one, too, which will be really nice. I'll appreciate it. Wow, that's great. And what if a person doesn't have a smartphone? How can they use Uber? Well, I've seen on their website that they have a phone number. So I believe it may be possible to call up, and at that point, it's kind of like using a traditional taxi service because you're actually calling somebody mm-hmm. and having them request for you. I would imagine that you still have to set up a profile and give them billing information because, again, you don't exchange money with this driver. So you still have to have some sort of way to be billed for the service. But since I only use it with smartphones, I can't speak with too much authority on that. But I know that I've gone to the website before and if under the contact us section, I've seen a phone number, so I would say go to uber.com, U-B-E-R.com, and look for a link to contact and find a phone number and ask questions that way. Now, when the driver takes you to your destination and you're ready to get out of your car, is there anything that has to be done? Do you have to sign something, or do they look at your smartphone and sign something, or does anything happen at all? No, it's all seamless. Wow, that's it's all great. done behind the scenes. Your card is automatically when when you get in the car, they hit a button on their screen that says that you're starting the trip. When they get to the destination, they hit a button again that stops the trip. And as soon as they do that, it triggers the billing of your credit card, and the screen on your app changes to uh, that screen that I talked about, where you could rate the driver and give the feedback. And by the way, I, I should point out that you know, like, like I mentioned before, that when I've left. Uh, bad feedback on one driver, I got a response pretty quickly. Uber really cares about that sort of thing. So what you say uh, really does matter. And I would say that if you, if anybody out there has had a weird or negative experience, uh, that should be reported because uh, this is how we as a crowd can weed out the bad drivers. Yes, because I'm certain the company Uber they really only want the best drivers. Right. Any negative report. Yeah, they don't want. They, they don't need any negative publicity. They, they, there's already enough people trying to fight them, so they are especially responsive to things like that. And what I've heard is that when you use the word "blind" in the subject line 
or in the message body if you're sending them email. Uh, that goes to specific people that are there to help mm-hmm. uh, to to address issues that affect people with disabilities, in our case, blindness. Wow, that is great. That is really great information. And it really makes me happy because we do have an easy way to get around town. And uh, it's something that is more affordable than a taxi. No longer do we have to wait for those buses. That is something that I'm very, very well aware of. And it sounds like it's really great. Well, if anybody has any questions that they want to ask you specifically about Uber, how can they contact you, Julian? I can be reached at area code 818-794-9554 or via the Internet, my website, www.techjv.com. That's www.techj as in Julian, V as in Vargas, dot com. And uh, you can click the link there to email me if you prefer that method. And again, for those who might be signing up with Uber, what is that promotional code that they could use so that they can get a free $20 trip? Right. If uh, if you don't have a friend or family or relative or anything like that who you want to give that credit to, uh, and you want to give it to somebody and, and get the free ride, the code is JulianV10, J-U-L-I-A-N, the letter V, the number one, the number zero, Julian V one zero, all together, uh, all lowercase, nothing like that, no spaces, no uppercases. Just type that in, and that'll give you a ride for twenty, and it'll give me a ride for twenty. And thank you in advance. Well, you look for that because I'm going to sign up for Uber. I haven't awesome. done that yet, but I'm going to do it. And so you could take your girlfriend out for a nice dinner. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> Well, thank you so much for the information, Julian. And for all of you out there, we hope that you join us next time when we talk more all about smartphones. Good night, everybody.